Good morning, everyone. We are continuing in our learning of Berchus Kriyashma. We are now up to the first parak of Kriyashma, which is found in Devarim Parak Vav, going from Pasuk Dalad to Pasuk Tes, as well as the mentioning of Baruch Shem um, and Kvam Lulamved. There are three sections to this parak. The first is a declaration of Yichar Hashem, which is Shema Yisrael and Baruch Shem. The second section of this parak is the idea of Ehafetz Hashem, which is a reaction to the Yichar Hashem, where one is commanded to love Hashem with all his assets in life. The third section, going from Pasuk Vav to Pasuk Tes in this parak, um, is a discussion of how one must interact and associate with the words of Shema and Yichar Hashem, as well as um, expressing the Ava that is elicited from that understanding of Yichar Hashem. So going into the details, the first section again is Shema Yisrael and Baruch Shem, which are a declaration of Hashem's Yichud, Hashem's oneness. The first Pasuk says, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elkeinu, Hashem Echad. So the simple understanding is of this sentence is, listen Yisrael, Hashem is our God, Hashem is one. And if you think about it, there are really three sections, subsections within this Pasuk. The first is Shema Yisrael, then Hashem Elkeinu, and then Hashem Echad. And the first we try to discuss what's the significance of each of these three sections. So the first sec- subsection is Shema Yisrael. The Rashba in a tshuva, in the fifth chalik of his tshuva, Simon Nunhei, explains there are really three different interpretations to the word Shema. One is the simple understanding of listening. So we're saying Yisrael shall listen to the words that Hashem is one. The second understanding of Shema means to analyze, have, have proper understanding. So now we're saying B'nai Yisrael not just to listen, but they should really internalize the idea that Hashem is one. And the third idea of Shema is acceptance. We're telling B'nai Yisrael that they should accept the fact that Hashem is one. Rav Hirsch adds that another word could have been used to explain this Pasuk. We could have said, Re'ei Yisrael. Yisrael should see that Hashem is one. In the sense that, like Ataharis Ladas, we have experienced Hashem through our, our sight, that Hashem is Eno Melvado. Why does the Torah use the word Shema? So Rav Hirsch explains that we're telling B'nai Yisrael, not just for the generation of the Midbar, but for all generations, that Hashem is one. And the genuine experience and the real experience of Hashem being one, seeing Hashem in this world in a very visceral way, was only really experienced during the generation of Moshe with Maimon Sinai and Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And therefore, we use the language of Shema and not Re'eh, because Re'eh connotes a personal, first-hand experience. And Shema denotes more of a an idea of, of, of passing down that truth, hearing the truth from pre- preceding generations. We're telling B'nai Yisrael, Shema Yisrael, Yisrael, listen to the, your forefathers of the experience and truth that they've experienced um, of Hashem Al-Kino, Hashem Echad. So this is again highlighting the importance of, of the Mesorah in, in, in realizing this truth. The next subsection is Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem is our God. The question, obviously, is what's the repetition of mentioning Hashem's name? What's the significance of these two names, Hashem and Elokeinu? Rashi explains on Chumash that this statement is emphasizing a current perception of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and in contrast to the future perception of how the world will recognize Hashem. Right now, in this world, we, only rec- we B'nai Yisrael, recognize Hashem as our God. And the nations of the world don't recognize Hashem as their God. That's Hashem, Hashem, the creator of the world, Elokeinu is only recognized by us as our God, but not the rest of the world. To this, we then say Hashem Echad. Rashi explains this is a future hope and future uh, expectation 
that Hashem will be recognized as one, the sole God, in which all of the world, not just the Jewish people, were recognized as Hashem Baruch Hu, as, as the God of the world, not just the God of, of, these, of the Jews. And the Maral explains that this is actually an ultimate expression of Yichar Hashem, where we not only say that we recognize now Hashem as being one, as we'll explain, um, this is the interpretation of other Mepharshim, but rather we're saying that in the end of days, in the ultimate Geula and, and future, Hashem will be recognized throughout the entire world and all of existence as being the only entity, um, as, as, as the God of, of the world. Other Mepharshim see the phrase Hashem al as almost a contrast in perceiving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Rashba explains in that Shuvah that the word Hashem connotes Hashem being creator. He creates existence, and nevertheless, there's also another aspect of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we perceive as Elokeinu. He's the one who's involved in our lives. There's a personal connection, that's why we have the suffix, Elokeinu. He's, really, he's involved in our lives. And to this, we respond, Hashem Echad. Both perceptions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu are stemming from the one entity called HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's no chas shalom, distinct deities, one abstract, the creator of the world, and one who's involved in our lives. The Malbim takes a similar approach of seeing the words Hashem Elokeinu as contrast, but in a different, different path. And he explains that the way one progresses in Avodah Hashem is by first having a fear, seemingly a recognition of Hashem's power, and then transitioning to an, ex, an aspect of Avas Hashem, recognizing the love that Hashem has over creation and for that person. And the only way one can really properly transition from these conflicting emotions is by recognizing Yichar Hashem, by seeing that the good experiences in life and the bad experiences in life are both coming from the same source, from Akash Baruch Hu. And that's the idea of Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Hashem, representative of the Midas Harachmim, and Elokeinu signifying the Midas Hatin, they're really coming from this one source, Hashem Echad. They're both from Akash Baruch Hu. And realizing that allows one to recognize that both the aspects of Yira, that, tr- that fear from Akash Baruch Hu, as well as the Ava, which is, I guess, representative when one thinks about the Midas Harachim of Akash Baruch Hu, they both come from the same source. That's why one's able to properly um, have those two emotions relating to Akash Baruch Hu. Rav Hirsch adds to this point as an aside, and he explains that even though we've made this con- contrast of Hashem and Elokeinu, the third sec- subsection of the sentence ends off with saying, Hashem, the Midas Harachim is Echad, meaning to say that even though we perceive stringent justice in this world, which is harsh, we should recognize that it's all coming from this source of Hashem, a manifestation of Hashem's Rachamim, even the bad parts of life are there to improve our lives and they're made ultimately for the betterment of our, of our existence. Another approach to understanding the idea of Achtos Hashem is that of the Rambam in Sefer Mahada, and the Mahada makes reference to this idea. And he explains on a philosophical level the idea of Echad means unique, indivisible, indivisible and, and ultimately not connected to the world of Gashmias. Meaning to say, even though there's conflicting perception of Akash Baruch Hu in our lives, ultimately there's Akash Baruch Hu is beyond, our, beyond the world of Gashmias, indivisible in a philosophical sense, and therefore unrelated to the world that we exist in. Uh, however, it's important to note that, in general, the idea that Chazal emphasized is that the idea of Yichar Hashem also should elicit an expression of Kabbalah's Olmach Lashemayim, accepting upon himself. 
the yoke of heaven. Meaning, it's not just an idea that we're accepting. We're supposed to have this translate into our own life. And the Mepharshim emphasizes this point on, on many levels. The Rashba, for example, says that when one recites Kriya Shema, and specifically the first Pasuk, he has to imagine that he's giving up and willing to give up all his desires, all his bodily needs, all his assets, all in order to manifest the idea of Yichar Hashem. Rav Hirsch, in his parish on Chorev, in one of the first paragraphs of the Sefer, elaborates on this idea at length. And he explains that recognizing the oneness of Hashem and the recognition of all the disparate aspects of life coming together and connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, reminds us and forces us to recognize on a personal level that all our different aspects of our lives are also supposed to be focused to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why we emphasize giving up of one's not just life, pleasures, assets, but even one's life, because ultimately one recognizes that everything in his life belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And again, this is the way Yichar Hashem manifests itself into Kabbalah's Amachal Shemaim, it's not just recognizing a truth that Hashem is one, but not seeing how it translates into one's life. This idea of recognizing everything is connected to Akash Baruch Hu is supposed to, and that's the entire purpose of this, of this section, it's supposed to translate into a, a lifestyle and commitment to Akash Baruch Hu. Another way in how to understand Yichar Hashem manifesting in our lives is explained by the, by the Malbim. And aside from his original interpretation of the Pasuk, he seems to understand the Pasuk like the Rashba. Hashem represents the essential creator of HaKadosh, creator HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is beyond our comprehension, almost detached from our world. Nevertheless, Elokeinu, he interacts with us. And that disparity between Hashem being Ein Sophis and his direct interactions with us is a very large gap. And in our world, we don't have that clear perception of Hashem being Echad, where he, we see Hashem in this role and nevertheless recognize His infinite, in, infinitude. And the Avodah of our lives, in our davening, in our mitzvos, in our Torah, is to bring down this recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the world. And this occurs when we're most nefesh, when we not just give up our own lives in a real sense, but nullify our physical body, our desires, in light of the Rath and Hashem. And that process, which affects our own personal lives, ultimately leads to a recognition of Akash Baruch for the rest of the world, where our personal individual interactions and avoda has a great impact on the world history at large, ultimately leading to a recognition of Hashem Achad at the end of days, which is reminiscent again to Rashi putting all the different Mepharshim together, having a recognition of Yichar Hashem in our world now, ultimately leads to a future recognition of Hashem Echad for the rest of the world. Just concluding the explanation of this Pasuk, if one looks at how this Pasuk is written in the Torah, one notices the Ayin in Shema being enlarged and the Dalad of Echad being enlarged. And the Mepharshim note that if you put the words together, it sounds like the word Eid. There's some witness testimony that's going on in declaration of this Pasuk. The Rebbe B'chai says, because Yichar Hashem is such a lofty and intense commitment, it requires a sense of genuineness and real understanding. And the ultimate under, pers- entity who recognizes one's individual commitment to HaKadosh Baruch is HaKadosh Baruch himself. And he, Hashem, is the aid of this statement that when a person recites it, he will testify if a person is genuine in this 
recognition of this Pasuk or not. Refersh explains that the emphasis of aid, of being a witness and, and testimony in general, is reflective of the idea of Shema Yisrael. And, and as Refersh explained, the reason why we use the idea of Shema is to emphasize that there's a tradition, a testimony from one generation to the next, from Jew to Jew. The entire basis of our recognition of Hashem Elkeinu, Hashem Echad, is only because we have a tradition from our parents and, and grandparents of this truth, and they are the Edim, they are the witnesses who are passing this truth down, down to us, and that allows us to have this recognition of Hashem in our lives. After we declare Yichud Hashem, we now say our Pasuk of Baruch Shem, we say Baruch Shem, Hashem's name should be blessed, Kivom Achuso, the honor of His kingdom, Lulambed is forever. And the different Mepharshim seem to understand that this Pasuk is almost a explanation or a verification, concretization of the previous Pasuk, of how we, get, how we solidify Yichud Hashem in our lives. The Medrash actually notes that this Pasuk of Baruch Shem is a Hebrew translation of the, of the phrase, The Medrash explains that when Yaakov Avinu hears the brothers are one, the Medrash's language is, Yaakov Avinu said, And in the Gemara Psachim, the state of the Yaakov said was Baruch Shem, which implies that they're related. If you follow the idea of Rashi, that that idea of Hashem Achad is a commitment and declaration that Hashem's name will be Echad in the future, the idea of Yehishmi Rabbah again fits in very well, very nicely, in the sense that there will be this great recognition of Hashem in the end of days, and that's what we're declaring um, at this point now. The Akedetz Yitzchak in Shari Samach Gimel seems to follow the interpretation of the Rashba, that again, Hashem Elkeinah Hashem Echad means that there's this recognition of Hashem in, as a creator, but nevertheless he's involved in our lives. And the ultimate hope is that it's Echad, that we're going to have this recognition of Hashem being the creator, and also he's involved in our lives. Baruch Shem is, is, that reflect, is reflective of that idea as well. When we say Baruch Shem, we're saying that Hashem's name should be blessed, meaning the idea of Shem like any other person who has a name, means there's some recognition of the person. That's Kivayachal recognizing Hashem as the creator. And nevertheless, there's also an aspect of Machuso, where Hashem runs the world, He's the king over the world, and both aspects are going to be recognized. Almost reflective of the idea of Baruch, where we have this Shafa coming down and we have this more clear perception of Hashem. And that should be that should be constantly recognized. As an aside, that case Yitzchak notes that the Malachim, who have this heightened level of recognition of the spiritual world, have this perce- clear perception of Hashem, and that's why they say it out loud. However, us, human beings, who not always are connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he says it depends if a person's a Shalom or not, uh, because they don't have this clear perception of Hashem, they shouldn't say it out loud. That's why we say Belachash, to recognize that we don't genuinely have this perception. We hope that that will be the case. And that explains why in Yom Kippur, when we're like angels, we have this more clear perception of Hashem, we're able to be like the angels and say this, and declare this out loud, this Pasuk out loud, because we have this now heightened awareness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in our lives. The Malman presents an alternative understanding, and he explains it in light of his last comment on the previous Pasuk, where we say Hashem Elokeinu means Hashem who is in Sophis, infinite, and nevertheless he's Elokeinu, interacts with our lives. We don't have that clear perception, and ultimately it will be Echad in the future, in the future. So Baruch Shem reflects that idea, 
where we say Shem Kvod Shem means Hashem, the infinite being, as well as Kvod Malchuso, his interactions in our lives, is going to be the Olamvet in the future going to be recognized as stemming from the same source of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. After we declared Yichar Hashem, and we have this hope and recognition of Hashem in our lives, the next section talks about the response to that understanding, and that's the idea of Avas Hashem. The Pasuk says, V'yahavta es Hashem v'lakecha, and you should love Hashem your God, v'chol v'avcha, with all your heart, v'chol v'avshecha, with your entire soul, v'chol me'odecha, and all your me'odecha. As a basic background to the requirement of V'yahavta, the Sforno comments, the reason why we're responding V'yahavta after Shema, is that after one recognizes, she'in tachlis nichba kazeh, after one recognizes no greater honor, honorable entity, as HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because he's in charge of everything, the good and the bad, everything in this life is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the next response would be, V'yahavta, you should have this genuine expression of love to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the idea behind this, again, as we mentioned earlier, when talking about what the definition of Ava is in this context, is the act of taking one's personality and identity and associating it with another entity, to the extent that anything meaningful to that person's own sense of self is according to the wills and, and wishes of the other entity. So when we talk about Avas Hashem, well, the fact that we recognize that everything in this world is because Hashem wanted to be and He's in control of everything, so naturally our response would be that we're, our sense of meaning and purpose, our entire selves are given over to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as an expression of that connection and love um, that we have towards Him, aside from the fact that He gave so much to us, and now we're returning all those different things that He gave to us um, back to Him in the, in the in the form of service to Akharish Baruch Hu. So the Mefarshim, in that light of that background, explain what is the exact commandment to love Hashem. The Rashi says, "Avihavta" means one should do actions, mitzvos, in a sense of love. So for Rashi, seems to be saying that. This, this idea of Yich Hashem should manifest itself in the actions that we do. The Rambam in Sefer Mitzvos and, and Sefer Hamada seems to understand this as more of an emotional uh, re- re- reaction. One who wants to elicit a feeling of love either looks at the mitzvos and sees the, the wisdom and the beauty of, of, those, of those commandments, which elicits a sense of love, or as he explains in Sefer Hamada, in Parag Beis, one looks at nature recognizes how intricate and complicated the world is and has this sense of connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through, through that experience. So for, for, for the, Rambam, the Rambam, it sounds like the Pasuk is telling us now you have to elicit this love um, in recognition of Hashem controlling the world, giving over the mitzvos um, as well. The Rambam understands that the mitzvah of Yehavtas Hashem seems to be focused on specifically learning Torah, and he's trying to explain what the Ava entails. And he explains, based off of Medrash, when one loves someone, he does those things or for that person, not because of an ulterior motive, but because of the fact that there's this, this relationship he has with him. So the same thing is true for one learns Torah or does mitzvot. He's not doing it for an ulterior motive, but because of the relationship he has with, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We then continue in this passage by explaining how one manifests this love. The first manifestation is with all your heart. The Mabim explains 
This means with one's intellect. Lev means one's mind. Rashi, however, quotes the Medrash who says, Levavecha, specifically the two bases in this word, connote two different inclinations, Bishnei Yitzrecha, the good and the bad Yitzir. Uh, the explanation for this is found in the comments of Rabbi Yonah and Brachos on the riff, Daf Memdal and Mabez, who says it either means the Yitzir Tov is doing the mitzvos and the Yitzhahara is, you know, subduing one's Yitzhahara from doing Averos. Alternatively, it means using the different mitos that one has, the inclination of Rachmanos to have Rachmanos over people. Um, however, a person can also use the arguably seemingly bad midos of Achzara's cruelty against Avera to recognize and emphasize that one cannot do, one cannot give in to bad behavior and has to use a, a midah of, 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 of cruelty in some ways to strengthen his resolve in serving HaKadosh Baruch The next manifestation of Ava is Bechol Nafshecha. Again, the Malbim says this means Nefesh is connoting an emotional soul. One's emotions and desires must also, also be committed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rashi, quoting the Medrash, says Nafshecha means one's life. One has to give up even his life in, out of love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, where he recognizes that there's no other purpose and meaning in his life except for the fact um, he's an Eved Hashem. And if he has to compromise on that truth, it's not worth it. And he's give, willing to give up his life for this for that truth. The third manifestation of this Ava is Me'odecha. Rashi says it either means Me'odecha means money, or it means Bechomido Midashimodino. Any measure that Hashem gives you, you have to uh, recognize that it's from a, that use it for the service of Avodas Hashem. For good or, uh, for good experiences and even, ba- and even bad experiences, you have to serve Hashem through those, exp- through those uh, different episodes in one's life. Hirsch notes that using one's assets for Avodas Hashem either means giving one's money to like buy mitzvos to help people out as a form of chesed, but it also means giving up one's assets to avoid a violation of a of an avera. You find this idea in halacha in Yordea Simakuf Zayin that Mesiris Nefesh is not just for giving up one's life, but even Mesiris Nefesh for violating los assays includes giving up all of one's assets, not just a third like one has to give up for doing mitzvos, but for los assays one has to give up all his assets as an expression of avas Hashem. Other before should understand that this last this last uh, word modecha is reflecting the nature of the love that one has, and not a third aspect of expressing that ava. The Ramban explains meodecha means meod meod a lot. One has to love Hashem a lot, and the Malbim adds on this point that the word modecha means it's supreme. This love is supreme from all the other loves that one has in one's life, and Hashem is Hashem's love. A love of Hashem must be manif- must be prominent, and supreme uh, in relation to other relationships one, one has in his life. After discussing Yichon Hashem and Abbas Hashem, the Torah now discusses how one must develop and express this Ava um, in different mani- different manifestations of Avodas Hashem. The Pasuk then says, These words which I command you today should be on your heart. Many of them before should understand that these Devarim Ha'ila to not be just referring to the Pasuk of Shema, but really referring to all of Torah. And the different Mepharshim explain how this is a manifestation of Ava. Rashi explains that the Pasuk is telling us the process in which one gains Ava Sashem. He says, if one learns the words of Torah, you'll recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and you'll follow his ways subsequently on understanding 
once you understand the Torah and how what Hashem wants. If Hirsch takes a similar approach and he explains that if one learns Torah, he'll actually have a, a derech in how to serve Hashem. And if Hirsch artistically explains how the different aspects of Torah reflect Abbas Hashem through wave, through nefesh, and me'od. He says there's an aspect of Torah called the Toros, which are aspirations and feelings towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That is representative of the lathe. There's an aspect of Torah called Chukim, which restrain one's physical essence so that he can focus on spirituality. That's expressing Avas Hashem through restraint of one's nefesh, through one's uh, physical physical world. There's a third expression of Avas Hashem that's through the mitzvot and mishpatim, um, which are the basic laws, which involve one's means and assets, and that's an expression of Avas Hashem through modacha. And there's a fourth expression of Avas Hashem through edos and, and avoda, which are truths of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and symbolic offerings of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and those represent almost a commitment of one's entire essence towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is really just the encapsulation of, of total Abbas, Abbas Hashem. The Bible understands, however, that this Pasuk is not telling us a way to get Abbas Hashem, but really a way to manifest the already existing Abbas Hashem. And the first way of doing this is through Abbas Hashem b'machshava, by thinking, by having these words on your heart, on your mind. The Pasuk also notes that it should be a commandment to you today. Rashi explained this at the Medrash, that one should view the, this declaration of Shema not just as an old edict, but rather as something new and, and refreshing each and every day. We say the word Alavavecha on one's heart. Refresh explains that this language is a phrase which means influencing the soul and one's thinking. When one thinks about Torah, the goal should be that it should be a means to influence and impact one's life so that he changes the way he thinks and interacts with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. The Torah then explains, explains another way how to express this Ava. It says, You should teach your sons and you just speak in them. When you're sitting in your house on the way, lying down or rising up. The Rashba explains the reason why these commandments of Shinatam Vidibartam are expressions of Ava is because the only way a person, a person would only want to teach his son or mainly speak about things which a person is interested in and committed to. When one loves HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he loves the Torah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well, and he wants to give it over to his kids and speak about it constantly because that's something that he enjoys. Just going on to the language of the Pesukah, Vishnantam Rashi says it means you should sharpen, the words should be sharpened in your mind, and there shouldn't be any um, mumbling or, or gimgumim, uncertainties, and that should be delivered to your kids. That clarity should be given over to your kids. The, the Malbub explains Vishnantam is an expression of Avas Hashem through Dibur. Before we were talking about Machshava, now we're talking about how one should speak. And that's another way of expressing Avas Hashem. Lastly, the word Vidibar Tabam, Rashi explains, it doesn't just mean speak, it means it's the main conversation one should have should be in, in Torah. And the last Sukkim of the section, again, talk about another way of expressing Avas Hashem, and that's through these different mitzvahs. There should be, uh, you should tie them as a sign in your hands and be in totafos, an ornament between your eyes. And you should write them, write them on the doorpost and of your home and your gates. Rashi says this obviously you're referring to Tfilin Shabarosh, Ushabayad, the Tfilin. And the Mabib explains. 
that this is a final expression of Ava through one's actions. And if you think about it, these three mitzvahs, Atfil, Biyah, Birosh, and Mezuzah, are expressions of Bechol Nafshacha, Bechol Vavcha, Bechol Meldecha. Bechol Tatfil Shabiyad represents one's commitment to the emotional desires that are connected to one's heart. That's Nefesh. Tatfil Shabirosh means intellectual prowess. One's thoughts should be committed to Akash Barchu. That's reflective of Bechol Levavacha. Lev means mind. And the last, last idea of Mezuzah means your house, your entity, your, all your assets. And that is a, when you're putting a mezuzah on your house, you're expressing that you're committing all that to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's Bechol Me'odecha. So just to review um, what we've discussed about Shema, we have three sections. The first section is the expression of Yichar Hashem, either a hope in the future that Hashem will be recognized in the world as one, or it's recognizing Hashem now, even though he has different perceptions, we have different perceptions of him as a creator who's involved in our lives, with the Midas at the end of the day, it's all one. And this would translate into our lives um, as a commitment that our own lives should be given and focused solely for fulfilling Ratzon Hashem. We then say, Baruch Shem, Kod Malchuso, we say that Hashem's name and Malchus should be expressed, again, reflecting either the future where Hashem will be clear, we'll have this recognition of Hashem in this world and the rest of the world to recognize Hashem, or we recognize now that Hashem's infinite essence and His interactions in the world are really connected, are connected in one, and we have that clear recognition uh, constantly. After declaring Yuchan Hashem, the first response is Avas Hashem, either that means doing things with love or thinking about the world and connecting to Hashem with that love, and that love must be manifested, your mind, your soul, your emotional soul, your assets, and that has to be a love that is more important than anything else. And this love is a response to the fact that since the entire world belongs to Kodesh Baruch Hu, we have to recognize for ourselves that our meaning and purpose is all connected to that relationship we have with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. The third section of this parak discusses the ways one manifests Abbas Hashem. One is through Machshava, through having these words Alavavecha. The second is through Dibor, learning it and teaching it to your kids. And the third is through actions, through doing mitzvahs of tefillin and mezuzah. Um, and that, that is a way one expresses the ava. And as the Rashba noted, the only reason why one would want to converse in these things and have them on their mind, have these words on, on one's mind, is because it's also a manifestation of love, something that he enjoys and wants to give over to his kids. So just putting this all into context of our tefillah, we've just had the introduction of the Berchos Kriyashma, where we're willing to be Mechaba Allah Shemaim, and now we're finally actually accepting upon ourselves the yoke of Shemaim, recognizing Hashem as Yichudo, which translates itself in our own lives, where we're committing our entire life to Akash Baruch Hu. And we'll see in the next section, this translates as well, further in fulfilling all the other mitzvahs of Hashem, um, because we recognize Hashem as the God of our lives.